When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There was a lot to look forward to this week as well, obviously, with the Group 1 New Zealand Breeders' Stakes this Thursday at Addington. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot happening as well across the waters between the Tasman with a tsunami announced around Tonga as a result of a unusual event. I wonder if it's affected our two panellists, Mark Rosadowski and Andy McCook. How are you, Rosso? Yes, look, uh, very good morning to you, Damien. Pleasure to be here once again for Kiwi Chasing. I know our uh, good friend Andy McCook, he's well in land. He'll be sweet. I can actually see the beach from my backyard, Patoni Beach, but I'm at the bottom of the, of the, uh, of the North Island. I understand there's um, some fairly hefty waves at the top of the North Island, but um, I'll get the binoculars out later and, uh, and just have a look and see if there's anything a little unusual rolling into Patoni here. But yes, another week, and we're in the middle of a... Um, uh, heat and series final of a Group 1 feature, the New Zealand Breeders' Stakes. We've got some very talented young New Zealand bred greyhounds and our first guest is the co-trainer of four of the finalists there. But a bit of say g'day to uh, Andy. Uh, Andy, you probably couldn't be further from a beach than anyone else in New Zealand, I'd imagine. Yeah, if it's getting to me, the whole country's in a world of pain, to be fair. I think I'm relatively safe where I am. Uh, good morning to you, boys. Pleasure to be along for another show. Uh, Going to be good to, to catch up with David Fahey and get his thoughts around some of those breeders' heats and one of the, the nicest young greyhounds, probably the nicest young greyhound racing in New Zealand, and Opawa Superstar, who was a beaten short price favourite, but still makes his way through to the final. It'll be good to get Brett Connor and, and Lisa Craig on. Hopefully we can find a winner or two uh, throughout the show for them, because I know you and I struggle a little bit with that concept. That concept. <laughs> Indeed, Andy. Yes. So uh, the more people we can get on, we've got runners in today. The better we can we can we can spread the love today. Um, yes. Well, what about the power superstar? What about our power Chrissy, the sister, who was a, uh, a quick hit winner of the New Zealand Breeders Stakes and four finalists in total for Gene and Dave Fahey. We welcome Dave Fahey to the show. Kiwi chasing this morning. Good morning, Dave. Hey, Mark. Now, Dave, let's get straight to uh, Opawa Superstar. He was a $1.50 favourite in his heat of the breeders on Thursday night. He came up second to his uh, kennelmate Milky Tea. He took a wee bump around the first bend that sort of screwed him sideways a bit, and I'm just wondering how well he's come through that. No, he's, he's come through real good. He's, um, he's um, 100% now. He had a bit of a needly um, testimony, but he pulled up really good from that this week. Terrific. What did you make of his run overall, ultimately beating a length in a 30.14? Uh, yeah, he probably lost a couple of lengths, so it was still a pretty handy time. He paid it off. Uh, draw comes out uh, tomorrow, so we can't discuss those necessarily. But um, he is a dog who, so far, I mean, he's won 14 of his uh, of his 20 starts. So wherever he's been put, he's been competitive. Yeah, um, yeah, he will be. He he probably like an inside draw actually, but uh, it would help. But yeah, no, he's a pretty smart dog, all right. 
Apollo Chrissy, his sister, won the first heat, ran 30.02. That's her best, uh, Dave, although she's run similar times to that. Look, honestly, is, is there much between this pair? Not she's just like, she jumps not bad, but she's just steady speed all the way. Uh, she got no brilliant sections. The probably last sections is probably best, best but uh, you know, she's a really nice dog. Honestly. Is it a case then of Superstar maybe having just a little more X Factor, a little bit more freakish speed perhaps? Yeah, he has. He's got like a real great middle section and he's uh, usually pretty strong as well. But yeah, normally is, yeah. Got to bring Andy McCook in here, Andy. Uh, you've seen the uh, the three heats. The uh, futures market had Opawa Superstar, a favourite over Opawa Chrissy, and... Um, well, again, when the market comes out for Thursday, you'd think they're going to be pretty dominant again. Yeah, you think they were truly in the market with uh, Charlotte Lou as well, who was a, a dominant winner in quick time. Dave, pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, just quickly on your other two, you've got Chetty Mavis and, uh, and Milky T both going around as well, and although not up to the, the Chrissy or Superstar standard, both nice dogs with early speed. Yeah, especially um, Chetty Mavis really flies out. Quick out of the boxes, and uh, she gets a wee bit tight at the end, but uh, she's got a lot of speed. Yeah. So, both with early speed, and obviously Charlotte Lou, the other one with early speed, Dave, will be looking to get forward. Where do you want to see these dogs drawing for, for the final to, to give you the best chance to win it? I uh, wouldn't mind Milky Tea and um, Mavis out wide. And shall learn in the middle somewhere? Cheese, cheese. That would be Yeah. Her run the other day to the bat mark was unbelievable. So, yeah, she'd be really hard to beat. Yeah, certainly will be. That was phenomenal speed. Also on the night, Dave, we're going to have the, the Harding Cup, which this year was restricted to New Zealand breed greyhounds. And we saw you qualified a couple through fairly able with just a second sprint start, and she was a pretty dominant winner. Yeah, only probably feed choice to Fazio because there's no C5 race, uh, 520. And, you know, pretty heavy with a run. Yeah. You've also got Opawa Ranger, who's a relatively young greyhound, hasn't had many goes, but he's putting together a really nice record, and uh, he looks like he's got a, a little bit of a bright future in front of him. Yeah, he's really honest, and... Uh, uh, he's a brother of Superstar and Christy, and um, yeah, no, he just can't run out of 520. Back scores for these two, where would you want to see them drawing for the final? Uh, fairly able, definitely the inside. Well, probably, yeah, both the inside, yeah. Dave, we were on the show a few weeks ago and you told us to watch out for a greyhound by the name of Soapbox, who we've seen qualify, but we haven't seen line-up as yet. Where's she in her preparation? She had a couple of niggles and she's back trialling. She had her first trial back on Friday, went 17-12. So, yeah, she's probably three weeks away. Also saw you qualify a couple of pretty handy dogs on Friday. One running a, a 17.10, I think it was, and a 17.18, both uh, out of the Opawa kennels, and uh, obviously a couple of greyhounds that we can be looking forward to as well. Yeah, they look pretty smart. Um, hopefully they can run 5.20, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. Where are they at their prep, Dave? Are they, are they looking to line up in the next few weeks, or are they still a wee way away? Yeah, a couple of weeks away, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Rosso, you know, the Fahey team is always one we can follow through these Group 1 races or any race for that matter. And I don't think uh, Thursday's going to be any different there. <laughs> no, indeed. Um, look, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? A power superstar, a power Chrissy. How, how would you go being a power ranger, you know? You, you, you might scrape into the top three in your litter. And um, Dave... He, he, there's a couple of litters about at the moment, and that Fernando Bala Power tab is one of them, where um, there's just some high quality spread through. The other one is this young Basia Bale Isavanna litter that uh, Chetty Mavis is out of, and so is Soapbox, the greyhound we've just talked about that you've told us to keep looking out for. But also from that litter, George's Girl, who's um, been winning up north for Tracy and Lisa Craig. It's Better, who's four from four for you guys. Rocked it, that I see you've sent up to Wayne and Tracy Steele, who won the other day. Just how good is this young Isavana litter, and, and how far do you expect them to go? Yeah, they are uh, yeah, really happy with them. They're with a lot of pace, and just hopefully they get a bit stronger with another three or four months. So with a dog like Rocket, with a dog like Rocket, um, Dave was going well in a couple of starts for you down at Addington, but you've you've sent it up north. Is that just um, to to sort of s spread them around a bit and, and try and pick up some wins elsewhere, so you're not racing each other all the time? Or? Uh, yes, yeah, he's got a bit of ability, and I thought that 375 uh, would really suit him. Plus, he's uh, pretty noisy and hyperactive, so I didn't mind picking up the Wayne. Yeah. Move him on. <laughs> Very good. Um, tell, tell us about it's better. Unbeaten in four starts uh, so far. Stepped up to the 457 at Ascot Park and uh, was able to win there after winning some, some sprints. Um, how good is she, do you think? Yeah, she's got real, yeah, real good pace, especially mid-section. And so this will be a big... She's never trialled 520, so this will be a big test for on uh, Tuesday. Mm, but yeah. um, I, I expect to have a big lead and um, whether she can hold on. OK, nice. And I understand... Um, the, uh, the dam, my Savannah's had another litter, Dave, and it sounds like she specialises in big litters. Yeah, well, she had uh, 12 this time. The Mahunga Blazer, and uh, yeah, beautiful looking pup. So seven or eight weeks old now. And, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair to say that the, the, the first litter, and I think there's nine registered there, um, are uh, a good selling points for the second litter. Uh, are people able to get their hands on them? Yeah, we're just going to keep the four that are left and sell eight of them. I think we've sold okay. five already without, without advertising them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, um, and I think you've got, yeah. you've got a handful going around on Tuesday. Um, obviously, it's better. We'll be looking out for. We're not going to get a dividend there. Is there anything else on Tuesday from your team that you like? Can you remind me? Can you remind me? Um, Ooh. I, I probably can. Tuesday. I probably can. Uh, I've, got a, I've got it open here. It's better be the best chance, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I've got no doubt about that, Dave. No doubt at all. Um, just furiously clicking here because I've obviously gone out of that particular. Uh, here we go. So the Fahey, the Fahey Five. We've got uh, oh Glimpse, of course, who got a win last week. Um, Opawa Corey, uh, Bandit Billy. Um, what did you make of the run at Ascot Park? Was it a hot favourite there? Yeah, 
Yeah, he was pretty ordinary there. He he, he wants to get off the track a bit, and uh, he's a stride slow as well, so they'll think Bob's fun inconvenienced him a bit. Mm. He's more of a box okay. eight dog. Yeah, wider the better. Okay. Yep, so you've got Glimpse, it's better. Uh, Bandit Billy and a Power Corey is your other runner. Yeah, Corey's actually downgraded to C1 now. So um, he's finishing out C2. But uh, Glimpse cheered a toe, toe removed and um, about three or four months ago, and she's just coming back from that. And she was, she was a good run last week, so she could even improve a wee bit more yet. Excellent. All right, uh, Dave, we'll call the best for your, uh, your four there on Tuesday, but obviously it will be your eyes on uh, the draw tomorrow for the New Zealand Breeders Stakes and for the Harding Cup. And uh, all the best for uh, for Thursday for the final. Thanks, Mark. Yep, looking forward to it. Excellent. Cheers. That's uh, Dave Fahey, uh, who along with uh, Gene have a, just an outstanding team. Let's be perfectly frank about it. Um, and as I say, Andy... You get up in the morning, you have a look at a power superstar and then you have a look at a power Chrissy and then you oh, I might go and throw the lead around a power ranger, the, the third best of the litter. Yeah, it's just uh, it's phenomenal and what a spot that would be to be in as well. And Gee, when you're, you're walking out to the kennel block, Rosso, and you're looking at Rockdit, who's been very good through a short career, and you're thinking, gee, he's a bit noisy, I'm going to send him north. That's something you could say about the rest of the team, isn't it? Let's be fair. <laughs> it's a fact. Uh, but what it does do, Andy, of course, is, um, you know, um, get some uh, some greyhounds um, further north that are, are of real interest. And, and obviously, uh, that meeting on Thursday, and I was uh, working on trackside that day, I uh, was, you know, just a real talking point to see that dog there and how it would perform. And, and Wayne and Tracy, uh, gee, they're back in winners at the moment. They've been an absolute super run, aren't they? And there are some handy dogs around them at the moment. Of course, uh, Zipping Andre, who's a, a low-grade greyhound, who's got a little bit to learn. He's very green, but, gee, he's got a big motor, and if he ever puts it together, he'll definitely make his way uh, through the grades there. And uh, good to see Corey back in the training ranks as well with his team kicking off on Thursday. I think he's got eight or ten around him now. He's training off the same property as Wayne and Trace with his own wee kennel block there, and uh, that's going to add uh, a few more numbers to the, to the northern ranks as well and uh, another younger trainer coming through. Indeed, and uh, the steel team in action at Monaco, the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club this afternoon. We will be talking to, uh, well, one of their rivals today, uh, Lisa Craig, a little later about the return of Wheels on Fire and go through their team. A smaller team to talk about soon, though, Damien. We're going to uh, Ascot Park in Vicargo, a seven-race card down there today for the Southern World's Southernmost Greyhound Racing Club, and uh, Brett Connor to join us to talk us through his team of five. Absolutely. We look forward to that, Ed Ernest. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for Forbes. Brett Connor up next. Big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook join us from New Zealand. And Rosso, our next guest, has a team of five ahead of the local meeting for him at Ascot Park in Bacargill today. Yes, indeed, and it's Brett Connor, and we're about an hour away from the first race. So, uh, Brett, I imagine you've uh, just kindled up your uh, your five greyhounds. How's the weather looking like down there for today's meeting? Absolutely beautiful. Um, blue sky. Um, it, the heat's going to get up a wee bit, probably up around 26 or 27 degrees. That's outstanding, Brett. I, I know, um, just having a look at some temperatures there, Going back a couple of weeks now, and I think Invercargill were very near the top at a 32.2, so clearly you've had some very hot days down there in the Deep South. Yep, and we were. We were the um, hottest 
um, yeah, 32 degrees was dead right too. Um, yeah, it's good days to race greyhounds, but they do get hot themselves, so I'd prefer if it was just a wee bit cooler. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we'll get them out of the way nice and quickly with the, the seven races from around about the half past 12. Just want to take you very briefly back to, to last month, Brett. Um, down there, the club had a, uh, a premier meeting just before Christmas. You had a couple of dogs in there. You had one that ran fourth, Mr Festus, in the feature sprint. And um, Buster's brother ran third on the card, running for, for really good stakes. How did that premier meeting go for, for Invercargill? What, what was sort of the, the general feeling, the buzz down there? It was absolutely fantastic. We have never had one before. Um, <coughs> so um, to have $100,000 worth of stakes up for grabs, um, put good dogs down, and the racing was just outstanding, and everybody enjoyed their day, and hopefully we get another one next year. Certainly hope so. It seemed to go off extremely well. Well, a team of five in today, Andy McCook for, for Brett Connor, and certainly in one race, uh, he looks to have a couple of the leading chances there. Yeah, books and we got him uh, well and truly in the market for the open grade sprint. Brett, a very good morning to you, and we'll start off in race number four. You've got two going around. Buster's brother, a dollar ninety off the inside. He's been very good since returning from an injury spell, but comes up with box one, which hasn't been that kind to him in the past. Yeah, good morning, Andy. Um, yeah, everything you said is, is right. Um, he's coming back in the form. Um, I'm, I'm actually quite pleased with the box one. But if there's a bit of speed outside, uh, they might just tend to cut across on top of him and he'll have to work his way through. If he jumps, um, I don't know, I think they'll see the back of him. Yeah, very good last week he was. Unlucky last week was Mr. Well, earlier this week it was, was, uh, was Mr. Festus. He comes up with box number six and a, a greyhound who can put himself into the race early. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way and Buster's brother gets a wee bit caught up. Um, Mr. Festus could uh, zoom around to the front and he's quite strong in the run home and make it quite interesting. Yeah, $3.30, now three twenty around Mr. Festus, $1.90, Buster's brother. And, uh, they do look like with clean runs, they should just about be running 1-2 there. Race 6, uh, Brett, you've got Breeze Bella going around, a greyhound whose uh, recent form is just fair, but she's got a little bit of a motor when she catches it. Yes, she's been disappointing. Um, she's been running the four five sevens, and we've had good fields down here, and... Um, it's just made it just that little bit more difficult. Uh, now she's back to the 390 and she's drawn a good box. Um, she could get up underneath and she's quite a strong finisher too. On to the last of the day and you've got a couple going around here as well. Dog 4, Material Meg and already been money for her. Brett 650 into $4. Very good through her last two and a Greyhound too could put herself right into contention at the off. Yes, um, she she's a jumper. Uh, she'll she'll go straight to the front, I hope, um, and it makes it hard on the rest of the dogs. But she's just that little bit weak at the end, so just hopefully she has enough break. Also on the race, you've got Stir Fry, uh, Stir Fry going around. He's a, a $17 chance with the Booker Greyhound who's uh, been able to win on his home track in the past and comes up with a, a squeeze draw today. 
Yes, we've had a few little problems with him at this stage. Um, the good thing about this race is Material Med will hopefully go to the front and it'll give him a wee bit more space. Um, and he likes the rail. So he could be thereabouts. Of the five you've got going around today, Brett, who would you uh, label as the, the best of the best of the yeah, it'd be a bit silly not to label um, us his brother. I, I, do, I do think he should win. Comes up with box number one in race four. Brett, just uh, the rest of your team, how many have you got in work at the moment uh, down there at Invercargill? I've got 11 in work. Um, yeah, we had three or four that just couldn't make it today. They, they might be here next week. Um, yeah, just, just a small little team. And they seem to be going OK at the moment. Got any uh, any young dogs or any new dogs coming through that uh, the punters can be watching out for in the coming weeks? Yeah, uh, probably Speedy Sue. I've just uh, got that off uh, Dave Fahey. Um, I think when she gets down to a C1 race next week um, instead of the C1-2 race she had, I think she could be quite dangerous. Rosal, a small team, but uh, a guy who does a, a really decent job with his dogs is Brett Connor, and looks like he's got a couple of winning chances on the program as well. Yeah, certainly, and uh, Brett, we wish you well for today. Once again, uh, appreciate having you uh, on the show, and all the best to, to you and to the club down there at Invercargill. Yes, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Andy. That's uh, Brett Connor there. Um, Andy, uh, Brett, his, um, his late brother Paul, uh, been stalwarts of that club for, for many years, along with uh, the Ead family, the late Mervyn Ead. Uh, Mervyn's brother Neil, who hasn't been in the game for a wee while, but certainly was. Um, of course, uh, Bronwyn Ead, uh, Mervyn's wife's continued on down there and been the backbone of the club there. And Look, we're all getting older together, Andy, and uh, during the week, I was sort of rocked in the central districts where I am now by the uh, sudden death of Bernie Mitchell, trainer at uh, Waitotara, a small town in the uh, South Taranaki, and um, Bernie always had a, a small but pretty useful team around him. Lately, he'd had the uh, the tough dogs, and he had three runners in on th uh, Friday that ended up being being scratched. He passed away suddenly on, on Thursday, and he was 75, Andy, but... Um, it was a very sudden uh, passing and a very sombre mood at the track on Friday there at the Manawatu Raceway. And people like Bernie, they're just guys you expect to see there week in, week out. You just don't expect to show up and, and not to see his smiling face and the, and the cheery hello. But um, just just reminds us all that um, we should enjoy every each and every day we get out there. Some days it might be a bit of a struggle getting out there on the Greyhound track. We've got our troubles, but... Um, just need to, to get on, smile like Bernie did, and uh, and hope we're there next week. Yeah, 100%, Mark. He was a top bloke, Bernie, wasn't he? He always did a good job with his dogs, and he was one of those fellas who you could always confidently put a dollar each way on them if you if you liked one of his charges because you knew they'd be turning up in, in tip-top condition and be ready to run a race. And she had some nice dogs around him at the moment as well. So, uh, yeah, sad to, to see the passing uh, of Bernie. And he's yeah, one of those fellas, wasn't he? We, you know, when we heard he'd passed away, Rosa, we sort of said, yeah, what do you think he is? And we sort of had him maybe mid-60s, but to, to, to learn he was 75 was a little bit of a shock to mine because he didn't sort of didn't sort of seem like your typical mid 70s sort of fella. No, indeed, indeed, he didn't. And um, I understand a couple of his dogs are going up to uh, to Shirley Ross and uh, and his partner Pauline maybe keeping one uh, as a pet. But uh, to Pauline and uh, all of uh, Bernie's friends, obviously, we wish them well at this uh, this uh, difficult time. Um, but uh, look, he was conversing with people from the Greyhound fraternity 
on the very afternoon that he passed, and that's the way that it can happen. Anyway, um, looking ahead to the second half of the show, not too long from now, we'll have uh, Lisa Creighton to talk about the return to racing today of Wheels on Fire, one of the fastest short-course greyhounds in the north. Uh, Damien, run through her team. What we love about Lisa, we've had her on the show a couple of times, is her, uh, her frankness and her terrific uh, information about the Greyhounds. So looking forward to that. Hopefully she can bag a couple of winners for us. And just in case she can't, Damien, Andy and I will try again to tip out a winner in a few minutes' time. I noticed on the rundown, Rosso, it says tips on what to avoid. So uh, you haven't got a lot of confidence in yourself anymore. I'm sure that will improve, though. I think things will turn around. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. Here is the news. Sunday morning for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Mark Rosadowski and Andy McCook join us direct from across the Tasman there in New Zealand. And uh, we can try and find some winners here, Rosso, over the coming days. Yeah, indeed, Damien. I you know, tend to be a little bit hard on us. But, uh, <laughs> hey, we do throw out a good winner here and there. Uh, you just got to pick your way through. Um, be fair to say, it's been a couple of weeks where, you know, you sit down in the morning, you put the line through the scratchings, Andy, and then you put the line through the runners we tip out as well. So you've got two sets of lines. Um, however, however, you have been known to have a good day or two, and I'm expecting it this week. Oh, pressure's on, pressure's on. Um, I've only found a couple this week, to be fair. Uh, we'll kick off today down at uh, Invercargill. I think there's a couple on the program there. Race three, dog eight, a merry luck. Now, he's only paying $2. He opened at 2.30 short, and then he comes up with box eight, and he likes getting wide on the track, which doesn't always suit Invercargill, but just looks a really winnable race for him on paper, a merry luck, and I'm expecting him to be going home uh, in front there. Through to race number seven, dog three, Homebush Vassy, a greyhound I threw out a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she since then had some wide draws, which she hasn't been able to overcome. She comes up with the three today. Back to Invercargill, where her two race day wins have come, and she's only won two from 72. She's two from three over the 390 metres down at Invercargill. She's 450. I think she's backable on an each-way basis, Homebush Vassy. And uh, through to Monday at Addington, race four, dog one, Colby. Bunner Greyhound who's been knocking on the door and I'm expecting from a kind draw with some protection to his immediate outside that he should be able to go home a winner tomorrow as well. So that's a, a couple to follow. We'll put the line through Rosso. Uh, found a couple last week, some of them short on, but, uh, but how'd you go last week? Oh, funny you should ask that, Andy, but I very skillfully avoided uh, throwing anything out last week um, because we had Joe Lanuti on the show and we got Joe to work through his runners. Funnily enough, uh, in terms of trackside, I didn't have a bad week, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's look ahead to Wednesday, Palmerston North, and that was one of the reasons I didn't jump in last week too, with the Palmerston North meetings now on Wednesday at the moment. It's a, it's a long, long way away from, uh, from Sunday, but anyway, it's the next meeting I'll be calling. Andy, um... Really interesting race one on Wednesday afternoon at Palmerston North. It's 12.12 New Zealand time, so nice and early first bet in Australia. It'll be 10.12 Eastern Standard Time over there. Andy, La Grand Oaks comes up with box number one underneath Ridgeline Rocker. I don't think I've seen a wider runner uh, than Ridgeline Rocker, and um, he just continues to veer out off the track. La Grand Oaks is going to get a solo trial. 
Big time Haley in three um, hangs out a bit too, but it's going to get forced even wider. Now, out wider on the track, we've got Thrilling Fern, who could very well win today at Monaco and come down with a win next to her name. And we know she's got talent, but she's not the quickest out. And big time Seattle, who we were both very keen on on Friday, and she delivered over the uh, 410 metres, goes back to the 457. So I can see Legrand Oaks actually going out at a reasonable price, particularly if Thrilling Fern wins today. And I just think with Ridgeline Rocker there, it's just an extra factor. I'm not saying it might determine the outcome of the race entirely, but uh, I think La Grand Oaks might be a reasonable bet, race one, number one, come Wednesday. Race number five, reverse criteria. Race number six, Pop Flash. I think it's the best greyhound in the race. Uh, it's had a, uh, a month off drawn outside a wide runner but pop flash not quick out and the wide runner is so i don't think that's going to be too much of a problem and race seven dog four big time pop it no luck at all drawn next to the wrong dogs uh, last week does get box four again but she's actually pretty tenacious this greyhound i think and i think she's going to get a much kinder run so we'll throw her in as the third bet on wednesday race seven number four big time pop it andy obviously uh the the feature race actions down your way we'll be looking out for the draw tomorrow for the group one new zealand breeders and the uh the harding cup harding cup uh, now for for new zealand bred short course sprinters um i don't want us turning into a nation of 300 meter sprinters which is kind of what's happening um uh, not many middle distance races even around these days, let alone distance races. But however, putting that aside, Andy, um, I've got to say, quite quite good depth in those Harding Cup New Zealand bread heats. Yeah, it turned out to be a really good final. And uh, to be fair, it's, it's good to see Christchurch making it New Zealand bread as well to, to go along with the New Zealand breeders and, and to try and help the, the, the breeders of New Zealand out as well just to, to get a little bit of decent coins for some of these greyhounds without having to take on the, the faster Australians that come over and steal all our cash. But uh, it's going to be a really good final, that. And, uh, of course, we see La Rochelle, who's got exploits over the 500 metres, already been a, a, can of, uh, a Christchurch uh, for Futurity winner, Canterbury Futurity winner here, and of course made an Auckland Cup finishing just in behind them there. So she's a nice dog, was a decent fresh up win from her, Victoria Lou from the, the Hart team, and we'll see him put Charlotte Lou around in the Breeders, who was just phenomenal last week, locking unbelievable splits to the back mark, and of course Opawa Ranger and um, and Dave and Jean's other one there, and Fairly Able, and Homebush Sirius, who goes around for the McInerney team, Rosso, gee, he's been an improved runner in recent weeks, he's uh, Probably, potentially, one of the better sprints, uh, sprinters we have down here at Eddington. Now he's won 13 from 29, but, gee, in recent weeks, he's been very, very good. Uh, Didi has, and um, Andy, would you say, therefore, that looking at the New Zealand Breeders' Stakes final that we have over the 520 metres in the Harding Cup, where, where would you put New Zealand breeding at the moment? I think at the moment we've we've come a long way to be fair in, in the last probably 12 to 18 months and you know dogs like Opawa Superstar are competitive against anything that Australia can send over so it puts us in good stead and of course you, you've got the fast dogs the Charlotte Lose, the Victoria Lose, very fast Homebush Sirius who's capable of running low 17 seconds so it puts us in a good place and of course with you know Frozen Seaman now and, and access to the best size that Australia have we are being 
able to bring ourselves up to the to the quality that we're getting in from Australia as well. So the, the top echelon, if you will, are very good. And of course, we heard Dave earlier around Soapbox, who's already trialling 17 as a, a, an unraced greyhound, and the two he qualified a couple of Opawa dogs, 17-10, 17-18, obviously as unraced greyhounds as well. So the, the quality is certainly rising, and uh, that's a, a very good thing for New Zealand. Indeed, and uh, Andy, just before we uh, leave this segment, um, the Sockburn Cup over 732 metres New Zealand bred as well. Question is uh, how many numbers we might get, but ultimately it does turn the New Zealand Breeders' Stakes night into uh, a real focus on New Zealand bred across the distances. Yeah, I think I've already written a check out to G. Cleave, to be honest, for that. Uh, no keeper, he's almost dead set unbeatable at the moment over the uh, over the, the six and 700 metre journeys. And I think that the thing with it, Rosa, we're not going to see many uh, northerners coming down for it with uh, dogs like Shaney and Cheyenne and uh, those those dogs running around. Little Teague, Shane, Maria are all running around on Thursday at Cambridge. So they're obviously not venturing down to try and take keeper on on his home turf. So uh, obviously we've got dogs like Claus and Leo. Uh, we saw student loan having his first go back uh, against no keeper last week when an unlucky fourth so I think we'll get the field off the ground there might be one or two biffed in there to uh, to make it up but uh, yeah I think the, the check's already been made out to 1G Cleave. Uh, very exciting Greyhound is no keeper well we better move on because we're going to catch up with Lisa Craig very shortly and she has got uh, along with uh, her sister Tracy another good quality team in Monaco today that we should be able to follow with some confidence. No doubt about that. Lisa Craig to join us on the other side. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, first for four. Big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning right here on SEN Track. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. And we're joined, of course, by Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook. And Rosso, we have a guest who's a familiar name as far as our program is concerned. And wheels on fire, the return, certainly a lot of anticipation ahead. It is. Wheels on Fire is back today at Monaco and the uh, Tracy and Lisa Craig team look to have some good winning chances. Uh, Lisa, welcome once again to the program. Before I hand you over to Andy to have a look through the team, I noticed that George's girl is scratched today after picking up a, a triceps injury at uh, the Cambridge track the other day. Now, she's won five from seven. Just how is she? Looks like she's dropped out, so uh, we'll get her back on the line and introduce her very, very shortly, Rosso. Uh, obviously, a lot happening as far as the return of Wheels on Fire is concerned. We've got Lisa back. Hello. Yeah, hi, Lisa. <laughs> G'day. Hey, thanks for, uh, for joining us here. Um, just before I hand you over to Andy to chat about the team, including the return of Wheels on Fire today, just notice that George's girl is scratched. She pulled up with a, a triceps injury there on Thursday at Cambridge. So, um, look, how is she? Because she's shown a great deal of promise so far. Yeah, she's fine. It's not a major issue. She's had it in the past. Just something we've got to work on. And she's got it. She's only a young dog, so she'll make a full recovery and we'll just go from there. It's obviously disappointing to see her run down the track and come But these things happen. 
Indeed, no, we look forward to uh, to her return. She's from a uh, fine young litter that we've already talked about on the program. Andy, we'll jump to you because we've got a, a few dogs to get through, including a bit of an excitement machine in the return of Wheels on Fire today. Yeah, massive team, 11 going around today uh, from the Crakes. Uh, good morning to you. Barney Parrott starts off things uh, with race number two, Lee. Sarah Greyhound, who's going around as a, a $2.30 favourite. And I recall when we had you on back when he was a maiden, wasn't a favourite of yours, but uh, his last seven or eight have been pretty decent. Yeah, he's, he's an honest type. I'm surprised that he's um, recorded at 18.65 now, but I guess they get a bit better with age. Um, I can never label that one, but he does try, that's the main thing. He's drawn well, and um, yeah, he's a chance in that field, I guess. Got a couple going around in race four. Marcus comes up with box number one, and uh, recent form just okay, but uh, the inside draw good for him. Yeah, he's definitely drawn well. He's a funny dog, this one. He goes a couple of bad ones, then he'll come out and run a blinder. He's probably better suited to class three, so ideally the downgrade today would would be um, better for him, but he's drawn to, in a box one at Auckland, over three on eight, it's a gift, you know, for the out-of-form dogs as well. Greyhound, who's always showing us a great deal of ability when she gets it right, is uh, You Ready Boots, last two being very good, and she comes up with box five as the, the $2.50 favourite. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for this dog. She, we, she had a, um, a full season, that's why she hasn't raced for over a month. She trialled last Sunday when 18.37 with a 13.77 run home. If she can run that type of time today, she'd go close. This is a good field. Golden Fern, former Class 5 dog, drawn well. And um, Zipping Aubrey, I think he's drawn well out in the 7, and you know he's the type that can run at 18.30 as well, I guess. On to race number six, where you've got a couple going around again. Go ahead, call a favourite off box number one, and a, a nice last start winner. Yeah, he was a that was a, a fine performance. I was actually looking at his form from the inside, and not that great. He likes it mid midfield, but again, box one is, is a really good draw to have at Auckland over the three one eight. If your dog, you know, likes that side of the track, because you can be a stride slow and just get that dream run through. You've also got Portland Berry who comes up with box number six and uh, she's a, a greyhound who's shown us good speed in the past. She has. She's probably been the disappointment of the litter. Like, you know, they're coming up four years old this year. When we broke her in, you know, she looked as good as her sister Portland Dream. She just never really recovered. She had a few injuries early on in her career. She actually trolled quite slick a few weeks ago. Was the punter's favourite last week, ran a place. I think... This is a decent field. I'd like to see her go close today, but just can't can't label her anymore <laughs> like I would have when she first started. Yeah, fair call. We move on to the uh, the Open Graders, race number nine, where you've got three going around. And Portland Eklund, the first of them, comes up with box number three in recent form solid. Yeah, he's going good at Auckland. Um, box four is not a problem because he's hit and missed out of the boxes and he'll give it his best from there. You've also got Wheels on Fire uh, making his return. We haven't seen him for five or six weeks. How's he uh, ahead of today's effort? Uh, he's good. He also trolled last Sunday and recorded at 18.35, which indicates that he's, you know, 
back to his best for the 1380 run home. My only concern is box draw. The majority of his better races have come from the inside three boxes, I'd say. Um, it's a tidy field. Like, you know, when you get high in the grades and you run an 8 and 30 trial, although, although that's impressive, all dogs of that grade kind of run those type of times. So, you know, he's back to where he should be. Um, and he just has to get out of the boxes today. You've also got Federer going around who's dropping back from the 527s to the uh, the 318 metres and comes in fresh, but Box 8, probably not the end of the world for him. Oh, he's out fast in this field. It's a 4 and 5 combined. He actually only needs one to drop back to Class 3. He'd definitely be better suited in Class 3. He ran a 13.99 on Wednesday at the trials, um, which is a decent trial. I think any dog at break 14 on the run home, trialling is ready to go back to the races. I think watch him at Cambridge. We'll be looking at Cambridge 375 next time and um, hopefully be in Class 3. Race number 11, you've got a couple going around here as well. Mirko comes up with box number three, and uh, he's right in the market. Is that a $3.30 second favourite? Yeah, well, he's got the grade for this race, and um, the dog has ability. Um, I mean, I like him today. He's going in fresh, but he does seem to go well on the first side. You've also got For You Page going around, and uh, he's a really consistent type, and he comes up with box four. Yeah, he's a he's a nice little dog. He's an honest type. Um, again, this one's sitting on the downgrade. From a trainer's perspective, it's nice to see them downgrade. From the punter's perspective, it's a back them, obviously. They want to see them um, running the money. But as I say, he's an honest type. You know, he can show up in that field. But for us getting the downgrade, um, puts him back into a grade where he's very competitive, class two. And into race number 12 with the scratching of George's Gill means uh, Opawa Delight comes up with the inside and recent form solid, but the inside not always good for her? No, I mean, she's the veteran of our team. She's over four now and um, we're winding up her, her racing career. She'll have a few more starts and she's found a home with her owner. So, um, But she's going good races at the moment and we'll keep putting her around until... Uh, <laughs> Probably for another month or so, but um, inside box doesn't suit her, but she's got the experience on her side and if the younger dogs or the better dogs make a mistake, she can certainly capitalise on that. So of the 11 going around today, is there one you can single out for the, the punters to have a dollar on? Oh, you're putting me on the spot now, Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's nice when you've got a low-grade dog that's um, in an easy field. It's hard to label the, you know, the higher-grade dogs, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with your ready boot. Beautiful. Thank you for your time, Lisa, and uh, the best of luck with the rest of your team uh, today and through the coming weeks. OK, thank you. Rosa, that's Lisa, and uh, that's the end of Kiwi Chasing as well. Been a pleasure to bring you another show with Lisa, as always, up front and honest with her charges. Indeed, and I'll be back in Mirko as well. Indeed, been Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first before. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 